Good morning, Fellowship family. I'm so glad you're here this morning on the day after Christmas. If you're here in person or you're joining us on live stream, welcome. Uh, if you are here in person, if you'd like to come down a little closer to the front, uh, I'd love to, uh, you can maintain your social distancing, but I'd love to invite you to come down. And, and since this is a family of faith, we can, we can be uh, a little bit closer together uh, if you'd like to. Uh, I'm, I'm Jimmy Cook. I'm one of the worship leaders here at Fellowship. Uh, and I'm gonna invite you to stand this morning if you're able, and we're gonna sing a song uh, that talks about God's blessing in our life. And uh, it talks about raising an Ebenezer, a memorial stone. And this morning we're gonna remember what God has done over this year for us. So let's sing this together. Come thou fount of every blessing to my heart to sing thy praise. Streams of mercy never Call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious song, sung by flaming tongues above. Raise the mountain fixed upon Mount of Thy says in Psalm 111, he 
has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. As I look back over this year, I can see God's faithfulness in my life and the life of my family. Maybe you're like me that sometimes it's in the small things and God's provision day to day. Sometimes it's in the grief that God is faithful. When we've suffered loss and pain, he's with us and he, he stands with us through it and he guides us through it. I've had in my own life continued healing from hurts from the past this year. I've seen in my wife God's faithfulness as she's cared for people who are sick in her job. I've seen it in God opening up the schools for our kids. But God has been faithful. So maybe there are moments this year that you remember God's faithfulness. As we sing this next song, I want you to think about those. And I want you to celebrate them and sing to him. Let's sing together. I love you, Lord. For your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hand. Moment that I wake up till I lay down my head, I will sing with the goodness of God. He's been faithful to us. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so Every breath that I am able, I will see the goodness of God. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire and darkness. Like no other, know you as a father, know you as a friend. I have been in the goodness of God. And all my life, you have been faithful. All my Your goodness is running out. 
yourself. All my life you have been All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will see the goodness of God I will see the goodness of God Church family, go ahead and grab a seat this morning. We're so grateful that you've chosen to worship with us. It seems like we were just here, right? Just less than 36 hours ago, Marshall. And uh, we're glad that the faithful few and the proud have chosen to worship with us uh, this morning. We've got some really cool things we're going to celebrate today, not the least of which is, hey, does somebody have a friend getting baptized this morning? All right. Got a rowdy bunch over here. We're going to celebrate life change and new followers of Jesus. And uh, that's a great way to end the year together. Um, but I wanted to remind you just a few things as we finish up 2021 together and we look to 2022. Um, the first thing to be mindful of is what we call the gift. And so some of you love to give to um, our year-end giving initiative called, called The Gift. And so you can still do that. We've actually got information about that as you walk out. There's envelopes available the slots are in the foyer, and we actually have a, a slot outside by our business office that goes into a safe. And so as you think through your year-end giving, um, know that you can give in that capacity, or you can go online and do that as well. Some of you are, in, are planners, okay? I actually bought my planner a month ago, Kent Martin, and uh, as I think through 2022, and I uh, have started putting things in there. And so some of you are trying to figure out, okay, what new spiritual commitments am I going to make or be a part of here at Fellowship? Well, we are uh, launching all kinds of women's ministry initiatives starting in January. And so would encourage you, um, if you're a woman, to check those out. And then also, we'll be doing our membership class in January. And so if you've wondered what membership is, what it means here at Fellowship, um, you can be a part of that. It's going to start um, in the middle of January. And so go online and check that out. And uh, we'd love to get you into the process of what it means to experience the fullness of Christ and his life here at Fellowship. Well, Mr. Jordan Wright, we've got some young boys over here that are excited about following Jesus. Tell us about it. Awesome. Well, first we got Brooks. This is Brooks Wright. He's eight years old. Um, he's a follower of Jesus, um, loves God. Now get down to the next one, buddy. Turn around that way. There you go. He's adventurous, uh, he's fun, and he's compassionate, and he's kind, um, and it is just obviously so special as a dad when your child is born to just be praying for this day and praying for the time that they believe in Jesus and, and want to identify in front of a great host of witnesses. I know it's a little light, but man, we just are so thankful you guys are here, and um, Brooks, uh, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he came to earth? and died on the cross and was resurrected three days later. Oh, he's going down himself. And <laughs> do you believe that, that he came, came back to life and, and, is, and is Lord in heaven? Yes. Yes? Well, man, I'm gonna baptize you. Um, let's pray first, I guess. Heavenly Father, just pray for Brooks and pray that you would just um, uh, love on him, come over him, and have the Holy Spirit live in his heart. I pray that you would continue to be kind, compassionate, strong, as he just continues to become 
the leader that he can in this community. And God, pray that you would just uh, be with him uh, as he walks this uh, newness of life with you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, buddy, I'm gonna baptize you. I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Raised to walk a new life, brother. Come here, buddy. Love you. Now we have Cooper sprinting out. Um, Cooper is 10. Um, he's a believer in Jesus. And man, this kid is uh, so strong and bold and courageous. And he wanted to get baptized because he wants to be able to tell everyone, just like Brooks said, that he wants to identify with Jesus and that he wants to be able to go and, and tell others about, about Christ wherever he is, right? And, and so God... Um, Cooper, do you believe that Jesus is, uh, had come to the earth, lived a life, died on the cross, and raised three days later to, and still lives in heaven? Yes. You do? You ready to make him the Lord of your life? Yes. Awesome. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I come before you and pray for Coop. I just pray that you would, again, just embolden him, uh, Lord, to be brave, um, to share the gospel, Lord, to, to have his testimony uh, reach and impact others. Um, pray that his kindness and his leadership would just continue to uh, draw others towards you and that, God, he would continue to make you the Lord of his life. Amen. All right. I now baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Very baptize a new life, buddy. All right, man. Would y'all stand and sing with me? Oh, sing Redeemer's blood 
Jesus, we thank you so much that you are faithful to the end, that even in the midst of trial, you are with us, that you never leave or forsake us. We thank you that we can look back on this year and no matter the hardship, no matter the joy, we know that you are faithful. Help us to remember as we look in your word. We ask in your name. Well, thank you, Jimmy. Go ahead and grab a seat there. Um, If you remember, if I can jog your memory a little bit, it's been quite a year, right? What a year it's been for a lot of us. And uh, last year, on this platform, on this Sunday, I asked a question. I said, what or who is the loudest voice in your life? That's exactly right. And your parents would agree with that. Yep. You get the $20 bill at the end of the service. Yeah. I asked the question, there's a lot of voices out there that are clamoring for our attention in 2020. And as we looked back, I wanted to remind us of what should be the loudest voice in our life, and it's the Word of God. And so that was the challenge that I left with us in 2020 and pointed us to 2021. And so now is the day of reckoning. What's been the loudest voice in your life this year? Has it been the Word of God? And then in August, I asked this question in our Mission and Vision series. I asked the question, what are you asking God to do that only he can do? A lot of times we pray prayers that are uh, they're, they're small enough to where maybe coincidence could work things out or maybe if something comes through at work or someone makes a decision that it could kind of work out and you can say God did it. But I was asking you to pray prayers that said you can only look back and go only God could have done that. There's only he could pull off what he did there. And so as we get started this morning, we begin to look back and celebrate God's blessing in our church, in our families, in our lives this year. I want to take just a few minutes for you to interact with whoever you're sitting with. If you're not with someone, reflect on that question. What did you ask God to do this year that only he could do? And how has he been faithful in answering that prayer? And so right now, where you're at with your families, with your, uh, your spouse, with whoever you're sitting with, go ahead and discuss that answer for a few minutes. And then we'll huddle back up here and jump back into the scriptures. So take a few minutes and do that. Well, let's not forget this week to practice this exercise of looking back and reminding ourselves of what God did, how he showed up, and how he intervened. And maybe for you, it was just his presence. 
in a place that you thought you would never be through a health crisis or the loss of a family or friend, and you found yourself in a moment where you thought, I could never get through that unless God shows up, and you're here today, uh, or you're watching on live stream today. Let's remind ourselves this morning to celebrate how God has come through um, on our behalf. Uh, a few years ago, I was invited by one of our partner organizations here at Fellowship to come in and teach on this idea of entitlement, okay? And so um, the idea was um, our tendency is over time in organizations, in churches, in our families, in our relationships, is we start to think that because of what we've done or because of what we think we deserve, that people owe us something, be it respect or tangible provision, um, but, but they owe us something, and we begin to think more entitled. And so um, what they wanted me to come in and do was take a biblical passage and to walk through this idea of privilege and to remind us that instead of having an entitled mentality, we need to have a mentality of privilege. And I use that word privilege in the best sense of the word, an appreciation for the blessing of God in our life, an appreciation that because of that blessing, we're to steward it well and to see all that God has given us as a, it, that it's a privilege. It's not something that he owes us or that we're entitled to. And I was preparing for that experience. I began to walk through Deuteronomy chapter six, seven, and eight. And some of you are going, what are you talking about? Who would go to that passage? Who would go to that book to find this? Deuteronomy is your fifth book in the Torah, in the Old Testament, and um, it's a book of remembrance. And God is reminding the Israelites before they enter the land of his goodness to rescue them from the hand of Pharaoh. And he's making promises based on his covenant with them that he's going to be faithful to bless them when they come into the land. And so if you could with me, we're going to read a short passage um, from this section of scripture. Go ahead and stand with me as I read uh, our passage in the scriptures this morning. When the Lord your God brings you into the land that he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give you with great and good cities that you did not build, houses full of good things that you did not fill, and cisterns or wells that you did not dig, and vineyards and olive trees that you did not plant, and when you eat and are full, then take care lest you forget the Lord. Then take care lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of slavery. This is God's word. You may be seated. It's important to understand anytime we go to the Old Testament for sure, to understand the context, especially of a book like Deuteronomy and what's going on here. And we have God's covenant expressions and the details of that covenant, his expectation of obedience for them, his promise of blessing to them, to this specific covenant, this ethnic community that we call the Israelites or the, the Hebrews. And in Deuteronomy, there's detailed list of commands and responsibilities and consequences for not obeying the word of God, okay? It's unique to them and their time and their place as a theocracy as he was gonna bring them into the land. He was gonna be their God. They were gonna be his people. But we know in the Old Testament before this passage and then later that there was this cycle that they would experience and it mirrors a lot of what we go through in our own walks with God. This cycle of bondage, of confession and repentance, of 
sacrifice and then a recommitment and an appreciation for God's redemption. There's this bondage, this repentance, this, um, this redemption theme, and he's just brought them out of bondage because of their disobedience. They've wandered in their wilderness, and he's got good things for them. He's rescued them from the hand of Pharaoh. And in the book of Deuteronomy, there's three phrases that are repeated consistently, and we just looked at one passage that captures one of those, you did not, and it's a reminder that God did, and that you didn't, and you didn't deserve it. But because of my grace, I did. Take care lest you forget, that's where we're gonna focus our time on, and in a positive way to say it, you shall remember is repeated all through the book of Deuteronomy. And so I want to use our time as we end our year together as a family of faith to turn us away from uh, the spirit of ungratefulness, of even just forgetfulness, which is just kind of unintentional and passive, but it's something that we forget the word of God and what in his faithfulness at times. I don't want us to be a thankless people. I don't want us to be a critical people. I don't want us to be an entitled people, but we are a privileged people because God has been good to us. And so we're just gonna run through a, a few um, passages and just look at some of the high points in Deuteronomy of God's good blessing in the life of the Israelites. And I think it's instructive for us because it'll give us some buckets or categories, if you will, as you reflect this week on how God's been good to you um, this year. Our first passage is just a reminder that the ultimate blessing is God's faithfulness in relationship. And we see this early in chapter six. It's a reminder, it's gonna sound very similar to Matthew 22 in the great commandment, okay? We're just gonna pick it up here in verse four. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I'm about to command you today, I'm about to instruct you in, shall be on their hearts. You see, God's been chasing the heart of man from the beginning. It's not just do these things, it's do them from the heart. And so while he wants obedience outwardly, he wants it in, inwardly in motive here. And I think that's instructive for being a grateful or a privileged people. We see some of those blessings in chapter seven. We'll pick it up in verse six here. Consider some of the words highlighted here. In verse six, for you are a people holy to the Lord your God. He's called them out. He set them apart that he would bless them and that they would be a light unto the nations of the world. It's a privilege. They were the fewest of all peoples, he says. They were chosen. They're the, his treasured possession. He says it was not because, in verse seven, that you were more in number than any other people that he set his love on you and chose you for you are the fewest of all peoples. But it was my hand, it was the Lord's hand that brought you out and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. We go on into chapter eight and, and the Lord is drilling down on very specific material ways that he's been faithful to them. And I know when we come to church a lot of times we only focus on those things that seem spiritual, that are as real as we are in this room because we're in Christ, but we forget some of the tangible ways that he blessed his people and that he blesses us. Consider some of these in Deuteronomy chapter eight. He's bringing you into a good land, a land full of brooks of water, fountains and springs, 
flowing out of the valleys and hills, wheat and barley. He goes on in in, chat, in verse 9, and he says, you're going to eat bread in this place without scarcity. You're never going to lack. You're never going to want. You're going to have all you need to eat. You're not going to lack anything. He's actually going to give them um, He's going to give them commodities that they can trade and buy and sell and build with like iron and copper. And then he says in verse 10, and when you eat and you're full, you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he is giving you. He goes on in verse 11, take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments. In verse 12, he says, I'm going to give you good houses. In verse 13, he's going to multiply their herds, their flocks. He's going to multiply their silver and gold. In verse 13, he reminds them of his faithfulness to lead them through a very terrifying 40-year experience. Uh, the, the serpents, the scorpions, the thirsty ground where they didn't have water. God brought water out of a rock where there was no water. He was faithful in that. Verse 16 of chapter 8, he reminds them that he's fed them again. And then in verse 17, I think this is instructive, I think, for us this morning, especially in our independent, hardworking, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, thinking that we have here in America. This is instructive, verse 17, beware lest you say in your heart, my power, my might, the might of my hand has gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God. It is he who gives you the power to get wealth. And so every person in here that has the provision of a job this morning, he physically, he spiritually enables you to go to work and to produce an income to provide for those, for you and for those that you love. Why? And he sums it up like this, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your father's as it is this day. God's focus and premise behind all of this is not just about what we get from him, it's about him proving his faithfulness and his character and that he's a God that can be trusted and depended upon and that he keeps his faithful covenant to the people that he loves. And so if I was gonna summarize those blessings, and this would be instructive for us too, as we look to the new year and we look back on some of the different categories of blessing, uh, consider these for the nation of Israel. He gave them cities to live in, houses, good harvest, food, clothing, money. Nationally, they experienced this redemption um, from slavery under Pharaoh. They experienced freedom as they were going to enter the land. They were going to be able to have their own place to live and not have to answer to nations around them. They were going to experience freedom. And then protection from God from their enemies. Spiritually, words like chosen and treasured and loved and the, the, the gift of his presence in the temple and through the, the tabernacle, the presence that we now experience in the fullness of the Spirit in us. And then a reminder that he also grants us physical blessings, uh, uh, health. He takes care of us and provides for us. He empowers us physically to be able to earn an income. And so we're to take care lest we forget. And so I want to personalize this this morning and think through application lenses, okay, for our church. And then I've got a few personal things I'd like to share with you just in, in my own family. When I try to take care, lest I forget, the primary blessing that our church has experienced this year is protection from God's good word, okay? 
He's protected us with his word this year. And I was just looking back over the year, I was thinking through our series that we've studied together and how God uses his word to protect us from ourselves, to give us guardrails, and to give us fullness of life if we obey them. I think about when we kicked off our series, we wanted to see what does God say? What does his word specifically say? Not voices outside this room that are loud, but what does God's word say about the goodness of his creativity and how he created all the nations and the different ethnicities and the different colored types of people in the world, the different languages and his handiwork in that. And those languages one day are going to be around the throne room of God celebrating. And we were instructed to not walk in favoritism, to not walk in hate to our brother and sister from a different ethnicity. And that was God's good word for us in that series. We then jumped into Joshua and we saw God's faithfulness to bring them through the Jordan and to give them the land. And they were to keep their eyes on him as they walked and traversed through the Jordan. God is faithful to keep his promise to bring them into the land. Then we, after Easter, we celebrated the implications of the resurrection through our freedom series. And we talked about how God doesn't just give us freedom from sin, but he gives us freedom for a life of fullness, to serve him, to serve others, and to experience the fullness that we have of life in Christ. We spent our summer together in Hebrews, experiencing the greatness of the high priestly work of Jesus Christ, and that he makes a way for us to commune with him. As we go, in the context of our relationship with him, we can come to him and confess sin experience God's presence through his spirit. And, we, and that's actually good news for a lost world. We can preach that good news, bring others into this fullness of relationship. He's a faithful high priest. We looked at our great mission together in his word, the great commission. And that God truly forms us into the image of his son when we participate in his mission to take the good news of the gospel to all the people's of the earth, to those in your neighborhood, to those in your family, to those in this city. We're to be on mission uh, with him. And then we had some really good times in First Timothy. Y'all remember some of those teachings? Yeah, God, he helped us see how to get along with one another, how to take care of each other. He helped us understand what leadership looks like in the church and how good he is to give us elders who protect us again from ourselves and who help us get along. Um, he helped us see that he is the centerpiece of all that is the fullness of wealth that we have, and that he's the giver of that. We're to be generous with what we have, and that's when we truly experience fullness of life. First Timothy, such a rich time, and then we've taken our journey this last month to the manger, and we went to Luke, and we walked through the first two chapters, and we dropped in on this family. We saw an uncle. Uh, we got to see uh, meet a mother, and we got to see an angel, and we got to see the shepherds as they rallied around Jesus and praised him, and God's been good to us through his word, has he not? We've been through quite a year together, and his word has guided us and protected us um, throughout the year. He's also been incredibly good to us in community. So look back on 2021, wanted to celebrate um, just kind of the reopening, if you will, of our small group experiences, whether it be a step study, a cell group, a community group experience, a women's or men's small group. 
Um, he's been incredibly good to us to help us reconvene in that way. And I wanted to celebrate this parish idea that we are leaning into, that many of you are taking ownership of your little neighborhood or your cluster of community groups that have come together to serve your school, to take care of those in need in the area of town that you live in. He's done some amazing things if, as groups have rallied around that. And I just, I don't know if I have anybody in my group here with me this morning in our community group, but they've been a huge blessing uh, to us, to our family this year. They've rallied around us when we've had need. And to be able to, to stand in a room and to open the word of God, we read it out loud every week, and then we begin to ask questions. What does God has for, have for us? And how can we bless others with what he's teaching us? And it's been a huge blessing to Pam and I in our lives this year. We just celebrated one of my favorite things about fellowship is life change in baptisms. And so some of you may know some of these families. These aren't all the baptisms. We had a lot of college baptisms as well. Um, some of you have maybe experienced baptisms in creeks and swimming pools across the city. But these are some of the ones that were baptized with us here on Sunday. And I always remind myself, it's not just about the idea that, hey, we're going to baptize somebody. They, these are real people. These are real children that are being formed in the image of Jesus. And their little hearts are being instructed to make him the king of their heart the king of their life, and so these names matter. And you know what else this reminds us of? Is that God is at work in our church, and he's continuing. These are not all children's names. He's at work from young to old, and he's transforming hearts from the inside out. He's been faithful to see life change happen here at Fellowship. We consider our global commitments and experiences here this past year. Did you know that we were able to finally, we had a couple in waiting to go to a country across the world, and we were able to send them this past fall. We have a couple that has plane tickets for January the 10th that's been in training, and they're about to go overseas and share the good news of Jesus to the second largest unreached people group in the world. And then we were able to partner with this thing called, we call it the No Sue Bible Translation Project with Pioneer Bible Translators. And in August, we affirmed our commitment to seeing a group of 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 speakers of a certain language that don't have the scriptures in some 33 to 40 million people we think this translation could reach. And you made a commitment over the next eight to 10 years, up to a million dollars to see this translation take root. And I just got this text actually this week. And he said this, he said, Fellowship Fayetteville specifically for this project up to this point, and we're only three and a half months in, 30,000, listen to this, $30,378.99, 77 different gifts from 66 different donors, and seven people are, have committed monthly to this initiative. God is doing things globally, and in spite of what you hear about things not happening or bad things happening around the world, the gospel's actually going forward more than it ever has. The CMM here, just across the way, down 112, they're mobilizing nations all around the world to go to the unreached. God's doing amazing things through your generosity. I think about this place, this building, this parking lot, and what happens here at Fellowship Fayetteville and how you care for one another. You're encouraging texts and emails to one another and to even our staff here at Fellowship. Some that included some critical thought, by the way, 
along the way and God's graciousness in that. But just wanted to encourage you some of the initiatives that you have participated in, loving choices, through just the baby bottle initiative. God raised over 3,800 bucks for, uh, to partner with them in their ministry here, and you participated in that. Some of you rung the Salvation Army bell, and $3,700 was raised through that initiative. I'm thankful for this church because of the elders and their prayerful guiding of our church this past year. Our women's ministry had had to, to morph and to try new things, and God's used them to continue to push the gospel out into our community and equip people equip women with the word of God. Our college ministry continues to be a light, a, a city on the hill, if you will. Um, if you've been in here on Sunday nights, it is crazy and awesome and fun. And these 29,000 students have access to the gospel. International ministry is happening. Friendships are being built. We had one young lady who's um, a teacher um, at, at the university, and she's from Russia, and she came in here one day, and she was astounded at the love that you had for one another, and the worship, and getting to see us worship our king, and we've been in conversation with her, and she may be with us here this morning, I don't know, but we've been talking and processing the good news of Jesus with her because of your investment in seeing God reach students and reach the university here. God's been good. And then on a personal note, and maybe this is instructive as well, for you as we wrap up our time together this morning. Your families. Uh, this is my mom and dad. And in February, my mom went home to be with the Lord. And 33 days later, my dad went home to be with the Lord. Okay? And I wanted to just celebrate personally the blessing of being, having the gospel implanted into my heart by my mother and father's faithful communication of that truth. And in 1985, in December of 1985, the gospel came alive to me because of my mother and father and their faithfulness to do that. They had some challenges in life, like we all do, and this room is full of those uh, uh, who are struggling through different things. But my mom had a high view of the scriptures and the sovereignty of God, and she believed in the finished work of Jesus on her behalf. And my dad, later in his life, he got involved in a step study here at Fellowship, and he got involved in a men's group, and for 35 years, he kind of did life alone, and he got to finish well with a, with a group of men here at Fellowship. And now, today, this morning, they're in the presence of the Lord, and I know not everyone can say that about their parents, and so I don't want to forget, take care, lest you forget God's goodness in the life of my family. And this is my more immediate family now, my sons and my wife, and a new addition to our family. This July 8th, um, Nate is engaged, and that's Miss Maggie there in the middle. And this has been huge. And if you're a parent in here, you understand this, or you're longing for it, um, depending on what age children you have. But one of the really cool blessings this year in our family is that I've been able to take the parent hat off and be friends with my sons. And I, I didn't realize how much fun that was gonna be. That we could ride around in the truck together and we could talk about men's stuff and we could just kind of be men together and how fun that friendship and blessing has been in my life this week. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. My wife, she has been an incredible, our companionship 
her friendship, her faithfulness to me. There were times this year where I felt like I had nothing to give or offer my family. And Pam, with her radiant smile, with her joy, she was faithful, consistent in the scriptures, praying, sustaining our family behind the scenes. And I gotta keep going. What a blessing. And then Miss Maggie, um, she's a woman who walks with dignity, and uh, she marries my oldest son this coming year. We're super grateful. I know Pam is. She keeps saying, we're going to have a girl in the family. And so um, our holidays are going to smell much better um, because of sweet Maggie. So I don't know what your blessings have been this year, whether it's through our church, through your family, but take care lest you forget you did not, we did not do anything to earn or deserve the blessings we have because of our obedience is because the Spirit empowers us to obey and the fruit of that obedience, the ultimate avoidance of the grand consequence of sin has been taken care of and that need has been met in Christ. That in and of itself is a great blessing. And so use this week to take care, lest you forget. And if, I'd like every child in here, okay, this week, if you hear mom or dad or grandma or grandpa complain about anything, I want you to look at them, all right, and say, take care, lest you forget. All right, can y'all do that for me this week? Just give me a big yes, okay? Okay, that's good, all right. Well, we're gonna celebrate um, the best way to remind ourselves of the ultimate blessing um, in our life this year. And we're gonna do that through communion as we wrap up our time together this year. If you don't have your little communion cups, um, you can find those on the trays at the side in the back of the room if you didn't get one of those coming in. But we want to remember God's goodness as we've gotten to celebrate life change that he affects through the work of Jesus in baptism. We also get to celebrate communion together. And so take these next few minutes as we sing and reflect on God's goodness in the cross, his, his resurrection, and the ongoing ministry that is in the ascension of Jesus, his high priestly service on our behalf. Hold those, and we'll take those together before we leave today. Jimmy? Would you ask We're just going to sing the old hymn, Great is Thy Faithful. you're reflecting on what Jesus accomplished on the cross and his faithfulness through this year. Sing with me. Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow of
Fellowship family, take care lest you forget. His body broken for us, take and eat. His blood shed for us, take and drink. What a year, fellowship. We get to say this. One time a year, Marshall, we'll see you next year, Lord willing, and by his grace. Thanks for being a great church family. Have a great week.